I think that the ways that I people please have been so masked by me thinking that that's me being kind and nice that I never thought it was problematic until I started looking at the like at the actions I was taking and how I was choosing other people before I was choosing my own like mental health. I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra, and this is Detached. We're two women in our mid-20s who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Detached. I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. And we have a little announcement for you all. Sierra and I have decided to start releasing episodes bi-weekly. So you'll get two episodes a month. We were just kind of chatting and our work and personal lives, um, just like Everything is like very, there's a lot going on right now for both of us. And we don't want to half-ass like anything, you know, we want to be able to show up for you as, as incredibly amazing as we can. And you guys deserve that. And, you know, it's just, it's not worth putting out, um, an episode that we just don't truly love, um, just to make that, you know that weekly release. Uh, so we decided on bi-weekly. We hope you all still listen. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, He's like, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> out. Nope. I was here for, for weekly, bi-weekly. How dare you guys? <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I think both of our lives have been really exciting and there's a lot of awesome stuff going on, but it's, it's like hard to just mm-hmm. do to do everything you know yeah exactly and like I think you know for you and I like the podcast has always been such a big priority um but we started it originally because it was fun and it didn't feel stressful it didn't feel like a lot of hard work even though we were putting so many hours into it like it didn't feel stressful and I think now we're kind of just trying to reevaluate because we want to keep doing this we want to make it a priority but also like we don't want it to feel like something that we have to get done. Like we have to do right now because our schedules are so crazy. And, you know, like with the summer, like trips planned and things coming up, like, you know, I think this will be, this will allow us a little more time, like to get the episodes done and be able to really like make good quality stuff and not be scrambling and not feel like overwhelmed by it either, because we still want to be enjoying what we're doing. And so this is kind of just what, what you and I need right now. Same. And honestly, like this announcement kind of coincides perfectly with our topic because we're going to be talking, (laughs) you know, Uh, and I think it's really important that we, you know, I mean, I am such a people pleaser that part of me was like, no, we have to put out an episode every single week to, you know, continue what we've been doing. 
And then I kind of realized, wow, Hannah Jane, like, that's crazy of you. Like, stop. Think about what you need. What are your needs right now? And I'm feeling like, I don't want to say I'm feeling burnt out because that, I don't think that's the right term for how I'm feeling right now, but I feel very overwhelmed with like every aspect of my life, but in a really fantastic, amazing way. And I'm, I'm really happy right now. And I know that, I know that if I keep, if I keep just like doing so much stuff in general, I'm going to get burnt out and I'm going to be drained. And yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. When you say this podcast is a priority for us and we love doing it and Mm -hmm. it's so fun. I mean, I have such a good time (laughs) getting to talk to you, you know, every week. And, um, I think it's been, you know, really helpful for both of us just in general. I feel like we have like little epiphanies each episode. Um, So, you know, I think this new schedule is, you know, we don't know if it's temporary. We don't know. Like this is evolving as we do it, which is really cool. Um, But I think the people pleasing side of me is like, no, you have to kind of do what you started and can't change um, because this is what other people are expecting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good topic to chat about. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. I know you and I are both people pleasers and struggle with that for sure. I think a big piece of it is like just always wanting to make sure everybody else around us is like comfortable. And um, it's hard because like you can't pour from an empty cup. And like, like what you said, I feel the exact same way. Like I am overwhelmed with everything in my life, but it's not like a bad, like I'm not burnt out. I just, it's a lot, but it's all like good things that are happening. And so it's like, we just want to make sure like you stay on like that level of like good things, not like <laughs> too many things. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Where, where like you can't meet all the commitments you have, you know? And so I think it's good. And like, we're just, it's a really good step for both of us because like I, you know, first was like, oh my gosh, like we made a commitment to like these people, our listeners, our friends, our family, like that we would be doing this every week. But then it's like, you know, like we talked about, like we get down to the intention of it. It's like, we just want to put out something good and like something that makes us feel good and, and is worth everybody's like time actually listening to. And so right now all the capacity we have for is to be able to do that, you know, every two weeks. And so I think it's progress for us, you know, I think it's major progress and I'm so proud of us for (laughs) communicating that in a very mature way and being right. like you know this is what we both need for ourselves I like what you right said now. earlier you can't pour we're not letting anyone cup, down but let me tell we're you exactly I've tried for ourselves yeah. Yeah. a huge it's, I mean it's oh impossible God. because because it's, it's I like so what draining. you said earlier you can't being a people pleaser is the cup, most exhausting let me tell you I've tried or at least that's my personal experience I mean it's impossible because it's so draining being a people pleaser is the most exhausting thing in the entire universe, or at least that's my personal experience because, um, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of, for me, there's a lot of like lack of self-love with being a people pleaser because it's like, I get that. I get some weird gratification out of like other people's approval, but not my own. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've been Mm -hmm. looking at because, um, I think that it's really important to love yourself and 
I think I've had a really hard time with self-love because I have always felt that other people need to be taken care of. So this kind of goes into like caretaking. Um, And it's, there's like a weird fine line between like nurturing and caretaking and people it's, it's all kind of, at least how I've experienced it. It's it can all be meshed and they're weird lines that don't necessarily like break them apart. So when I think I'm doing something that's kind for someone, am I trying to fix them? Am I trying just to have them not be mad at me or just like me? Or it's just, I don't know. That wasn't very um, a focused thought. So sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, like it is the, in, it's the intention behind it. Like seeing like where that like caretaking or whatever, like trying to help is like coming from like whether you're trying to fix somebody or you know wherever the yeah intention is coming from so yeah I get that yeah I know that um in my previous relationship there was a ton of people pleasing and it uh it's hard to start choosing yourself mm-hmm. when you've chosen others for so long because <clears throat> I I feel selfish. Genuinely, I feel selfish when I make a decision for myself. I'm like, oh, well, this person's going to be upset. This person's going to be mad. They're not going to understand. So I just, I have to go through with it. I have to do it. And like how It was really, it's been really, really hard for me to set boundaries and say no. And, um, it, it's just like the selfishness that I feel by putting up a boundary to kind of protect my peace is something is a piece of myself that I think is really ingrained in I guess the relationships that I've been in in the past, because I I think in the past I've really lost myself in romantic relationships and I've taken on their hobbies, like parts of their personalities, because I want, I want to please them. I want to make them happy. And, oh, like, you don't like to do this. That's fine. I don't have to like to do it anymore, which kind of was insane. And, um, I, So I obviously was in therapy when I was in all of these relationships and it was something that was brought up multiple times. And it wasn't until the end of my last relationship that I think I focused on doing some work on trying to understand where that came from. Um, And the current relationship that I'm in, I feel like I, there's a better boundary of me enjoying my partner's hobbies, but also me still loving my hobbies and having those independent hobbies and still pursuing them. Um, But it's kind of crazy how people pleasing can enter parts of our lives and we don't necessarily see it as people pleasing, you know? Um, So yeah, that's just something I wanted to say. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, I I don't want to go too much into like, like leading to what we talked about last week, but like, I think that's a really important thing to talk about is like 
you know, getting sort of lost in a relationship and like becoming sort of like consumed by like this other person. And I think that is like, you know, it's, it's codependency, but it is also people pleasing. It's like, well, like they like this thing and like, I like them and I want to support them. So like, this is just going to become like part of like my personality too. Um, and I think sometimes we can, sometimes for me in past relationships, like I've lost like autonomy almost, um, not like because of the other person, but like, because of me, because I end up becoming like consumed by, you know, wanting to support them, wanting to do everything with them, like wanting to sort of just, you know, I don't even know, like you just, I like complete loss of like identity of like my own stuff. And so it's like really interesting to like be aware of that and like, you know, navigate that and like maintain sort of that healthy boundary of like, like you were saying, like, okay, like I, I enjoy doing like sharing these interests and stuff with my partner, but also I have all my own interests still that are things that are like just for me, you know, like I don't have to have them do everything with me. Yeah. Oh, (sighs) that's such a big one. Oh my God. It's crazy. I also, uh, one of my, I want to say, I want to say it's a huge flaw because it was incredibly energy draining for me was making plans with people and, you know, following through with every single plan that I made, not really checking in with myself and being like, okay, is this an energizing experience? Is this Mm -hmm. exhausting? Where, like how full or empty is my cup right now? Can I mentally handle this? You know? So I've started doing this thing, (laughs) which I actually kind of love where I will make two plans a month during the weekdays, you know, that are outside of my own routine with friends and the weekends, obviously, you know, I'll see friends or do whatever I want to do, but usually it's like two days and one month where I am like, okay, I can be social tonight. And that might not seem like a lot to other people, but let me tell you, I was filling up my day like four, like three or four nights a week, a week. And that is like insane of me as an adult. How can I do that? I can't, um, I can't mentally keep up with that much socializing. I, oh, I don't know. It, it was really, really hard for me to put up a boundary and say no, because I felt like I was letting a friend down when they were like, Hey, do you want to grab dinner? And I'm like, yes. When really I'm like, I do want to grab dinner, but I'm exhausted and I need to check in with you next week, or I need to make a plan with you for the weekend. I just can't do it. I work eight hours a day. I want to go work out. I want to exercise my dog correctly. Like there just aren't enough hours in the day to do every single thing that I would like to do. Um, So obviously that two plans a month does is not a hard (laughs) two plans a month because usually it becomes more but I've gotten a lot better at setting that boundary and being like, you know what? I'm exhausted tonight and I can't do it. I would love to see you next week. Let's put something on the calendar and we'll figure it out, you know? Um, And that doesn't exclude like going to a park with a friend or stuff like that. It's more like set plans that are going to take time out of my day where I can't either, you know, work, work out, walk my dog, be outside, whatever. Um, Oh, it's really hard for me to say no to people. 
And I've really had to be intentional about saying no. I know that we've talked about, you know, your yes era and my no era, (laughs) but I think that kind of encompasses, you know, both of us making decisions that we want to make and saying yes when we want to say yes and saying no when we want to say no. You've always been good at setting that boundary, at least I from an outside perspective, you know, like, and maybe I'm totally off, off, you know, off point there, but um, at least what I've seen, you've, you know, at least in the last few years, you're like, oh, no, can't do that. Or like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I've always been like, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Until I want to explode and cry. And then I usually. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have like some sort of emotional explosion on someone who doesn't deserve it. You right. know? Right. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I mean, I like. It's interesting because it's like I absolutely have been like overbooking myself the past few months for sure. Like like to the point where it's like I have my calendar and then it's got like little chunks like every like I have had plans after work every single day, like five days a week. And it's it's a lot like and um, but I I don't it's weird because it's like now I'm trying to find the balance because I feel like I'm the problem. Like I'm the one doing it to myself. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's get dinner. Like, let's do it. Like nobody's inviting me. Like I'm saying like, let's do these things. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I'm so tired. I'm just, I just like want to spend time with everybody in my life. And like, it's such an issue. Um, I don't think it's an issue. Like, I think wanting to spend time with other people is so great. And I think I am just learning the hard lesson of wanting to spend time with everyone and then trying to spend time with everyone and then like driving myself to insanity. So I feel like I'm learning the lesson in a very hard, aggressive way (laughs) where it's like, oh yeah, if you just say yes to everything, everything is going to be okay. And for me, that's just not my personal reality. Like right. I I can't book myself every day because when I do, I am exhausted. I actually, I went to go work out tonight and I looked at my eyes in the mirror and they were like literally red. They were like red from like exhaustion. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Hannah Jane, you need to like go to bed an hour earlier or like do some self-care because you're not looking great. <laughs> No, no. And I, I think what you said, cause I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily thriving being <laughs> booked every day of the week. Like it's not, it's not like a sustainable reality. That's for sure. Um, but I think like what you said, sort of just like checking in with myself and being like, okay, what brings me joy? Because like, I want to squeeze all these things in. Cause it's all good. It's like either hanging out with people that I like want to try to like get to know better, hang out with old friends, like doing some sort of like fitness something which that's super important that's always going to be a priority um and just like connecting with other people so it's like it's all good stuff but I it gets to a point where it's like I have to pick and choose and um a couple weeks ago it was a Wednesday I think and I've been trying to like schedule personal training like with my um one of my favorite coaches and uh she was like yeah let's do like I don't even know whatever time, like six 30 or whatever, like on Wednesday. And then I'd also been trying to schedule, like hanging out with my neighbor and like getting to know her. 
And, and like, I'm the one who instigated both of these situations. Like I'm the one who was like, let's do these things. And then, so I was like, okay, well, so I told her, okay, I have like from five to six and then I have to go to personal training, like at six 30 and then, and, and my mom, and I was like, so stressed. And I had laundry to do My mom's like, why are you trying to do both those things in one day? And I was like, cause like, I want to do them. And she's like, literally Sierra like that's your choice like either you be stressed out about it and do them both or you pick one and enjoy it and then reschedule the other one and I was like oh that's really good point so like I ended up like telling you know the coach I wanted to reschedule and ended up doing it today instead um but and then I hung out with my neighbor and we ended up like hanging out by the pool for like hours and it was so much fun and it had I not like change that like commitment like I would have been stressed out about time like trying to make and I wouldn't have even enjoyed like hanging out with her and so that was a really good reminder for me to be like okay like I'm the one doing this to myself like uh like this you know me trying to make everything work and like this insane schedule like that's totally my choice and it's not bad things but I can't I can't do it all and like nor should I because then I'm not getting to enjoy each of the experiences you know I'm just like checking it off a list so. yeah exactly and like I don't know I've become I mean I always have been like a huge proponent of like phone calls I love a good phone call with a friend you know <laughs> we love calling each other <laughs> we love calling each other and I think that's important to recognize is that you know like we are adults, which is still shocking to me because I feel like a five-year-old every single day. But, um, you know, like we have adult responsibilities. We also have the, at least I feel like I have the responsibility to myself to cook for myself, to make, to nourish myself, you know, with food, with like working out and doing these things that make me a better person to show up for other people, you know, in a way that I want to show up for them. Because, when I am not eating, when I am not working out, I am not a fun person. I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> and no one needs that. No one needs that kind of Hannah Jane in their life. They want a well-rested, not cranky Hannah Jane. And I also want that for myself, which is the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> FYI, not people pleasing here. But, um, you know, so I think I think for me, phone calls have been a really, really important way to connect with friends and family, even if it's for like five minutes, you know, a quick event sesh or something. But just to kind of recognize that, you know, we're not in college anymore. We're not in high school anymore. We can't just, we're not so easily accessible to our friends anymore, you know? And I think that was a hard transition for me because I lived with like all of my close girlfriends in college. We all lived in like a huge house. So it was like, we were like 15 feet away from each other at all times in socialization. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, we live 20 minutes away from each other. I, you know, we live further away from each other yeah. and it's, you know, finding that connection time. I'm like, oh God, there's going to be 40 minutes of travel. Like there are all of these like logistical steps that you have to like think through because there are only 24 hours in a day. So and I, you're like smirking because you're like, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just laughing because I'm just like, yeah, like the logistics, like we're just not spring chickens anymore. <laughs> 
recently like I've gotten so little sleep the past few weeks and I'm just like I can't do this like I like I'm trying to like drink a bunch of coffee and I'm just like nope my body's like nope like you're 27 you need to chill out you can't do this anymore yeah no I mean like I get like seven and a half hours of sleep and I'm like I literally can't function today (laughs) this is crazy oh but you know, I think for me, it's been really important to find other ways of connection with people to still, you know, connect, but also give myself the space and create a boundary for myself to recognize that, you know, I need to show up for me and I am an important part of my life because I am me. And For so long, I did not put myself, I never put myself first, like ever. I always thought about the consequence of my action on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that I love that quality about me because I'm very empathetic, but that is also like a very hard quality to have because I like take on people's emotions. Like when someone's sad, I'm like, well, I'll just join you in your sorrow. You know, <laughs> and yeah. it's like exhausting having your own emotions and then someone else. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy, Hannah Jane. What are you trying to do here? But um, just to kind of circle it back to people pleasing. <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to talk about people pleasing. So Sierra, take it away with your definition, Queen. (laughs) Yeah, I love my definitions. Um, So according to Miriam Webster, a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. Yeah, that's That's (laughs) relatable. (laughs) That's more descriptive. Um, So I mean, what, so, okay. So talking about people pleasing, like what, what have you noticed? Like, what are some common go-tos, I guess, in terms of like examples of like things that you catch yourself doing that are like people pleasing tendencies aside from just like, you know, um, overbooking yourself or, you know, uh, trying to show up like for too many people. Yeah. That's a good question. Let me think about it. We'll, we'll circle back. We're, we're gonna, uh, so what about you? <laughs> me? Um, I think for me, I have a hard time not like people pleasing in like my job. I know that's something that comes up and it's, it's a fine line because it's like my job is like to do my job and like make sure everybody's happy and um, make sure everything's going smoothly. And that's just kind of like the nature of like the work that I do. But it's so much like anticipation of needs and like it doesn't matter like, oh, like if I'm hungry, it's not a big deal. Like I I have to focus on setting up for this interview that's coming up, making sure everybody's comfortable, making sure there's water, making sure everybody's set. You know, is this is X, Y and Z taken care of? Like it's just sort of like like ingrained and like the, the culture. And so I think sometimes it's hard to distinguish that and like keep my boundaries while still being good at my job if that makes sense yeah I'd like to be able to give an explicit example but I feel like I live the life of a people pleaser every single day in the way that I interact with the world Mm -hmm. um because I 
I used to literally not think about myself at all in any way. It was never like that wasn't even at the forefront of my brain. It was like if there, I don't know, if there was a dinner, I had to do everything. I couldn't give up control. Mm. I had to make sure that everything was perfect um, because if I wasn't taking control, no one was taking control. You know, I had a really hard, I mean, I still have a really hard time letting people help me. Um, and I think in a previous episode, you talked about um, how it's really great to let people help you because people want to help. They want to be of service. And that's of being that's being of service. And you have to let them be of service. And that is so hard for me because I feel like if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. And if it's not done right, I'm going to be resentful. And if I'm resentful, it's going to lead to an argument. And if there's an argument, it's just, it's going to, everything's going to go crazy and blah, blah, blah. I'm really good at creating these false realities for myself. But I think that stems from the need to like on the outside, have this image of perfection, you know, like everything is fine. Everything is perfect. We're all good. I can control it. I, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Which is not the reality at all in any way I do not have control over everything Mm -hmm. which was a hard lesson to learn (laughs) but also a really refreshing one it's really nice to know that I am not in control of every people's like of everyone's actions or reactions right I think I think a lot of the people pleasing for me has stemmed from from like wanting to care for other people because I I feel like I have such a massive heart and I really do love that part of myself because I like, I love with my whole heart, you know, um, my friends, my partners, my family, like I have so much love for people. And I think that can get a little out of control sometimes because I can get protective in way I mean like you know with my friends for example I get very very protective of them because I'm like you deserve the best and then I go into this like crazy space I just I want to be able to (laughs) go on a caretake I want to be able to caretake everyone (laughs) Uh, so I think caretaking and people pleasing for me are very much meshed with one another And, um, that's really hard. And I feel like that's something I'm still navigating. And I think I will be the rest of my, my life because I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that other people are okay. And I do think to a certain extent, I don't want to say it's my responsibility, but I don't know. I'm like, is this? It's problematic of me, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I think the line is like where because I'm the same way. Like I'm, we're both very conscientious of the people around us, especially the people we care about, and we want to make sure like that they're okay at all times, which I don't think is a bad trait. However, when we start to put other people's needs above ours, that's when it becomes like not good and like people pleasing. So I just found this little, literally just Googled this. So, um, but here's uh, some questions from a book. 
called A People Pleaser's Guide to Better Relationships by Paula Cookson. Again, I'm not recommending this. I just literally Googled it and found it. I have not read the book, but this is, it lists some, some questions um, to run through before saying yes to other people and, oh. and like making commitments. So um, do I care deeply about this task? Am I honoring someone or something I love by saying yes? Am I feeling pressured to say yes because of a fear of angering or upsetting someone else? Hey! Yeah, right? Um, are there others who can do this besides me? That's, that's no, never. my, that's no my problem. Yeah. That's my issue. Because I'm like, I don't mind some, like, I don't mind upsetting somebody else. That sounds terrible. I do mind <laughs> somebody else. No, I don't mind saying no to somebody if it means like protecting my peace, but I have an issue being like, well, I know how to do it. So I might as well just do it. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like my way is better than your way. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I'm like, I've done this before. Like, I can just do it. It's fine. Like, just let me do it. Um, So then, uh, okay, so are there others who can do this besides me? Wow. Um, Do I have time to do this? That's another one that I need to remember. (laughs) Do I have an interest in doing this? Do I have the energy for it? The big one for me. Yeah. Will I end up resenting myself or someone else if I take on this task right now? So send the link to the book because I'm going to order it. <laughs> so that one, especially that last one too, like, well, I end up presenting myself or someone else if I take this task on right now. Like I, so I, I have an issue <laughs> and we've talked about this because I was like, oh, we have to do the podcast every week. Like we made a yeah. commitment. Like I, because of my sobriety, I, feel so strongly that I have to stick to my commitments and I've like worked really hard to become like to have this like title of like an accountable person like a reliable person and so for me I'm like I can't cancel on people like I cannot make a plan and then cancel because then that makes me like not reliable and I've worked so hard to become reliable because I was not reliable before getting sober So it's like this weird fear that like, I'm like, I can't say, I can't, I can say no, but once I make the plan, I'm like, I can't cancel it. Um, and it's like a whole thing and I like panic over it. And anyways, um, so I'm working on that, but it would ultimately be easier if I were to just take the steps before saying yes to something to make sure it's something I can take on because then I don't have to like go back and stress out about like having to change the plans or say no or change the commitment. But, which sometimes you just end up having to do that, but I don't know. So that's, that's what I struggle with personally. Yeah, no, I think the one that really caught my attention was um, the fear of someone being angry with you, which is like such an intense fear for me. Um, it's like, oh, if they ask me to do this and I don't do it, are they going to be mad at me? Because I can't let someone be mad at me. I get like physically ill feeling like someone's mad at me. And I actually, 
I say sorry a lot. And someone recently told me, you should use another word, you know, because it's disrespectful to yourself to keep apologizing for something (laughs) that you have no reason apologizing for. And that was like kind of an insane, I mean, that was a moment of like, whoa, okay. Because I, I've always been very apologetic for things that I don't need to be apologetic for, but I'm so, I have this really deep ingrained fear of people being mad and angry at me that if I say sorry 500 bajillion times, hopefully they won't be angry. You know, um, I also think that has not really, that has not been helpful for me when I am sharing an opinion and someone doesn't agree. I feel like I somehow have to meet their opinion halfway, even though I wholeheartedly don't agree with it because I don't want to, I don't want to start a fight. I, you know, does that make sense? Like I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm like scared of confrontation because I'm, I actually don't really have a fear of confrontation, but I'm scared that out of confrontation is going to come anger and resentment towards me. And that's what I'm scared of. Um, wow. Have a little therapy moment here. Taking that one in. (laughs) That was was really good. That was a really good, like observation (laughs) realization. I mean, that was crazy. (laughs) This is why we do this. You guys have to go back and listen to our own selves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All in again. Oh, amazing. But I think that the ways that I people please have been so masked by me thinking that that's me being kind and nice that I never thought it was problematic until I started looking at the, like at the actions I was taking and how I was choosing other people before I was choosing my own like mental health. And I was like, well, that could probably be a problem. (laughs) That's not, that's a little problematic, Hannah Jane. Um, But yeah, that uh, anger is an emotion that um, I'm really looking at right now because early on um, when I was kind of on step one or step two in Al-Anon, anger felt really powerful to me. and. I felt really good when I could get angry because then I was the one who could be angry at someone else because they, I didn't give them the chance to be angry at me, you know? And as I continued working through my steps, I was really able to look at anger as, whoa, this, I don't, I don't feel powerful. I actually feel very vulnerable and I'm I'm using anger as a mask to protect myself from an emotion that I don't want other people to inflict. Wow. I'm just, oh my God, I'm having like, this is crazy. (laughs) I'm like, I know I've worked through a lot of this, but like some new thoughts are coming and I'm like, this is a wave of (laughs) craziness. (laughs) But, um, yeah damn sorry that's intense (laughs) (laughs) no it's good and I think I mean that's kind of like the best thing we could hope for for like 
little episodes, right? <laughs> I'm sure somebody else listening will be able to relate. I know I can relate. Um, but yeah, but yeah I know people pleasing, anger, a lot of stuff in there. I feel like people pleasing can really uh turn to resentment really quick too. So fast. Like <laughs> I know for me, like there's instances where I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like just gonna do everything. Uh, example, like I'm just gonna do and like clean the entire kitchen and like you know, it's what needs to be done, and like, you know, it's gonna make everybody happy, and like, so I'm just gonna clean the whole kitchen and everything. And then by the time I'm done cleaning, I'm like angrily cleaning because then I can like, or you didn't, yeah, like see my ex partner sitting on the couch on their phone, and I'm like angrily cleaning. Because Are you I'm, having a good time? Yeah, I'm like, I hope you're enjoying yourself over there doing nothing while I'm doing everything, and it's like so crazy because like here you chose to clean the kitchen like yeah. that's wild of you um but it's really because I'm like oh like this just needs to be done and, like I'm gonna be like the good like you know person to do it I'm gonna like live in this you know identity of like I do everything um so wild <laughs> I, I don't know if you've had this experience but I've had the experience of keeping track of yes. things keeping score keeping mm-hmm. score so it's like oh if you're driving to the mountains this weekend I'll drive next week so you don't so I don't owe you anything you know and that was um I mean I think that's kind of been relevant in like every friendship relationship I've had and um something I've been taking a hard look at because um you know sometimes I think because I get really uncomfortable when I owe someone something because then I feel like I I have like the weaker hand mm-hmm. and that's why I've always like I've never been someone who's like oh yeah you pay and I'll get next time I'm like let's just split it right now so we don't even have to like think about next time or like have the anxiety of dealing with next time or you know it's like you drive there I drive back or you do this and I'll do this cuz it like gives me physical anxiety to owe someone something i can't just let someone drive and then me be like thank you that was really kind of you i have to be like oh let me pay for gas or let me do this even though you offered to do that you know um i have always kept score because that's what i think other people are doing So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm keeping score, they're keeping score and they know that I didn't do this thing. So that, oh my God, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. So stressful. It's not fun. I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it requires a lot of thinking and like a lot of planning and like takes away from just being able to enjoy whatever you're doing, you know? A hundred percent. I wish I could think less sometimes. I know. I Do you know. ever wish that? I'm like, I wish I could turn my brain off. But, the, like, but this helps, right? Like, because we're like talking about all this Yeah, stuff. no, exactly. We're like, oh, just get it out of oh, Well, it's, it's funny for me because sometimes I feel like I, I like, I'm so jealous of people where it's like, you ask them, oh, what are you thinking about? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, what? You're thinking about nothing? I'm thinking about the zombie apocalypse, like the potential, you know, 
I don't know, earthquake that's going to happen somewhere. I'm thinking about the next like natural disaster. I'm, I'm literally always thinking. Yeah. No, I know. And I, and then I like resent those people. Same. I'm like, what, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> so just know if you're one of those people, like clue me in because I'd love How it. Actually, yeah. actually, Sierra, I found a new hobby that is going to encompass my entire personality and go. it's fly fishing. Wait, so you've, you've done it. I've done it. I have never been so calm in my entire life and neither has june my dog who is a literal insane doggy she was just laying on the rocks chilling enjoying the water and i was like i actually thought about nothing and i was like oh this is insane i know so cool thank you (laughs) i don't know why i said thank you but (laughs) because it's a big thing for people like us it's huge and now I'm like I literally just want to become a professional fly fisher and if I can make that my entire life Mm -hmm. I would like to retire and play golf and fly fish that's amazing that sounds perfect to me yeah so to all of the people that understand that feeling I want more of it all the time. Right. Well, I think it's, that's cool though, that you found something that like allows you to do that, like to relate to that a little bit, this, and this sounds so silly saying out loud, but like last night is <laughs> definitely not a hobby, but last night I like had a bunch of flowers in my apartment and I was like, well, I want to dry all of these petals. So I like took all of like the flowers and I like pulled off each petal off of like it's three different sets of like flower bouquets and then I laid them all out on like parchment paper and then I let them dry and then I sprayed them with a little bit of hairspray but like pulling each petal off like like each flower I was like I'm not thinking about anything I'm just looking at and like feeling the texture of the petal and like I I realized because I was up till 12 30 a.m you're drying these flowers and I had no idea it was that late but I just like got so like engrossed in like this like process and like wasn't focusing on anything else and I was just like so into it and I was like that's so cool like I didn't overthink anything I was just enjoying what was in front of my face you know exactly my thing was I think we spent I spent four hours like just casting and relaxing I caught a rock a log a tree and a stick no fish (laughs) and I still had the best time and my boyfriend so was, like, was like, just wait until you catch a fish. And I was like, honestly, I could catch all of the logs for the rest of my life. Like, this is so <laughs> Like, I was like, I'm so enjoying myself. Like, I bet catching a fish is like an incredible feeling. And I can't wait until I do that. <laughs> but until then, catching my rocks and my logs will do. And I'm very happy with it. <laughs> So we got to title this episode, Catching My Rocks and Logs. <laughs> oh, God. But, you know, I think, I don't know. I think it's really cool to be able to, you know, like go to therapy, go to our programs, do all of this stuff. And I, I feel, I'm so grateful that I get to learn these things about myself and, you know, 
like identify I don't know it's just it's so cool to be able to watch my life unfold live (laughs) you know in real time and kind of exploring emotions that are really hard and aspects of myself that I I would like to be able to change to make myself a more grounded person um because I think for me what came what comes along with people pleasing is a lot of like neurotic behavior for me personally because I I mean as you said like you know like there is resentment with people pleasing and that makes me neurotic because I I get really like anxious and hyped up and just kind of like oh you can't do this I have to do this for you or blah 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 blah. I'm caring about you more and I get into this like personality part of myself that doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm a different person, but I'm in my body. It's like very uncomfortable. People pleasing makes me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, cause you're, you're overextending yourself and you're obviously just like just losing focus of yourself completely. Um, Ugh, so- I don't know why I said the word obviously, because it's definitely not obvious <laughs> to me. Oh, yeah. You should know that. <laughs> but I think I think the reason that maybe we had a hard time um, talking about people pleasing until later within this episode is because people pleasing is like, at least for me, it's just something like so ingrained in my life that it's been so hard to identify what's people pleasing, what's just like being a nice person, what's, you know, it's, it's been really, really hard to identify that people pleasing aspect of myself because I just like identify as a people pleaser I'm like oh I'm not a people pleaser just who I am you know um I've spent my entire life trying like making sure other people are okay before myself and I thought it was like a normal thing turns out it's like not so (laughs) well shall we (laughs) yeah I think we shall I think we had a lot of good good stuff to talk about and um a lot of epiphanies on your end which is really cool i'm like gonna be journaling about anger tonight people i will report back (laughs) in two weeks um but But yeah yeah. i think that was awesome and grateful for chatting with you per usual and really appreciate everyone understanding our new amazing schedule. It's going to be better than ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we love showing up and we want to keep doing this for forever or as long as we possibly can. And, you know, we got to put up some, uh, some boundaries. So we're not people pleasing and we're doing what we got to do for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and it's boundaries with ourselves really is all yeah. it's like. Boundaries, boundaries with you guys. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Boundaries so. with ourselves. But um, thank you guys for sticking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And so we'll, we'll talk to you guys in, in two weeks. And as always, as per usual, if you guys have any comments, questions, feedback, please let us know because people pleasers, we would like to know. We would love feedback. We're like, give oh. us all the feedback because we're out here just, right. you know, just doing it. So, all right. 
this should wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye.